Hey guys, this is Wandering Into the Woods from the creators of Adventures with BG. I'm Jarek, and this week Linda is out doing adventures on her own, but I have a guest host with me, CJ. Hey, how's it going? You doing all right? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. And today we're going to be talking about our trip to the Texas Renaissance Festival for opening weekend in October. Woo! <laughs> so the Texas Renaissance Festival is the largest Ren fair in Texas, um, is what they say. Uh, it's open from the first week in October all the way till Thanksgiving. So there's a few weeks to get it in. Um, and ticket prices cost about $20 to $30 per day. You've got to buy each day. They used to have like a weekend pass, and I, I didn't see it anymore. You can also camp or RV there. Um, those are about $25 for a camping pass. There's also a ton of different add-ons you can do, like uh, TRF After Dark, uh, the King's Feast, Tea and sh- Strumpets with the Queen. <laughs> they also have like a pub crawl and scotch tasting if that's kind of your thing. So a bunch of different add-ons. Um, each weekend is themed. Opening weekend, I don't think is themed. It's just opening weekend. Uh, it was Oktoberfest, if I remember That's correctly. correct. Yeah, yeah. Oktoberfest. So you can do the German theme in Oktoberfest if you want. Then they have other things like fairies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thousand Halloween. and One Nights. Yeah. Uh, the Barbarian Horde weekend. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, pirates, obviously. Oh yeah, can't forget the pirates. Yeah, I think it's one of the most popular costumes there. That and kilts. They have a uh, they have they have that night or weekend as well. Um, and then they have some other ones like superheroes and villains. So it doesn't have to be kind of period. It can be whatever you want. Yeah, I think that was one of the more relatively newer weekends. Yeah. I think they got rid of the the Roman bacchanal kind of okay. weekend for that. And then with uh. TRF After Dark, it's kind of like a club. They used to have like burlesque shows and circus delay kind of things. I don't know what they're doing this year because it looks like the troupe they had hired before is no longer doing it. And they never posted any information about the opening night, what they were going to do. So we just kind of assumed it was going to be a club. I think it fell through for the opening weekend, their okay. act. Um, I don't know. It seems like they had unique acts uh, for every Saturday. Um, yeah, generally. Yeah, some of them were uh, musicians and yeah, or, you know that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, they didn't didn't nothing was replaced for the opening weekend. But I guess it was kind of a last minute situation. Yeah, and then as far as camping goes, um, I definitely recommend that. It makes it easier. It's a long day if you go out there for a day trip. Um, you can come in, I believe, Thursday uh, to start setting up, and you can leave Monday. But most people, you know, do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And leave Sunday night or afternoon, but you can you can do all those days if, if you so desire. Yeah, and I mean the the campsite stuff is pretty robust enough that even if you showed up like a few days before, it like the community there, there's yeah. still things to do. They've got food trucks, um, two little grocery store shop things that you could probably survive off of if you needed to. I was actually pleasantly surprised by like the robustness of the facilities, like yeah. with the camping. Like I wasn't expecting that. Like I, I mean, I knew they had bathrooms and stuff that sort of thing. Yep. I, I didn't think there was going to be like a convenience store on both ends. Yeah. So like, they've got a, they've got a big one, which was gas station size, yeah. which wasn't open as much for opening night. I think they were still working out the kinks and then they have the smaller one down in the entertainment area. Yeah. And then didn't mention earlier is they do have showers there. So you can get shower tokens and take showers during your stay to make it a little more pleasant. Oh yeah. And the facilities are like top notch, very, you know, private closed doors, very clean. Like it, it was super well. And then I guess starting off our trip, Linda and I were the first ones to arrive. Barely. 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 You beat us by like half an hour. Yeah. Uh, only because we picked the wrong line to enter. 
<laughs> yeah, that poor woman. Yeah, it slowed us down a lot. But we got there. Uh, we uh, our our secret tip here is we usually camp in the family lot, which is lot fourteen. If you ever see the map, um, it's no generators and it's just far enough from the stage and the entertainment where you don't have to live the party life while you're trying to sleep. But you can walk to the party life. Yeah. You know, you get to visit. You can see it. Yep. Like you can hear it in the distance. A nice safe distance away from you if you want to actually try and get to sleep like i couldn't imagine like being yeah. in the the middle of the like the party forest yeah. and trying to crash like they go hard yeah they do um it's definitely a party scene at Renfest if you weren't aware and uh so it's about a five minute walk from there tops maybe a little bit less um yeah so we we set up ours um cj showed up um with someone else and then uh, my brother, Jack, and his wife showed up as well. So there was a total of six of us at our campsite eventually. Oh, yeah. And the amount of space, too, like, is, like, you don't have to be near anyone if you don't want to be. As Very long true. as you park, as long as you camp in the family camping, like, you are going to have an extreme amount of neighbors if you go to, like, the, the party side of the forest. But there's Correct. a huge delineation. Like, you can definitely tell where everything is, like... Um, the field is like family camping where there aren't any trees. But then once you see the tree line, you're like, you know, if you go into the tree line, expect to be surrounded by a small horde of, you know, yep. Renfair folk. And then uh, they also allow clan camping. Um, you know, I've never done it before. I'm not part of a clan, but I guess they get to stake out an area and leave their boundaries set up all year or all nine weeks. Yeah, I got the vibe that it like formerly used to be more of an unofficial kind of situation, but Probably. now TRF's gotten involved in like legitimizing it and making sure like, you know, you can, you know, lodge your clan and then stake a claim and then you don't have to rebuild all of your stuff yeah. again. And then it cuts back on like any conflicts between like the people who don't realize like there's these people who like live mm. and breathe yeah. like <laughs> Renfair. Um, so I think it's, it, I you know, doing a good job of you know, balancing out the needs of everybody. And some of the clans, I guess, are so big and powerful. They have their own stages built. And I saw like placards out for who they were having performing. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they even the, I mean, pirate, like there were at least three or four like pirate yeah. clans, but they had that, their one was like a ship. Like somebody had to bring that in. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, that's astonishing. Like, yeah, they had a, a fairly built out wood hole of a ship. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the first night we set up camp, I think we ate. Mm -hmm. yeah, cooked. yeah yeah uh Eamon brought the uh a grill with charcoal, with grill. charcoal. um they have a rule about no on-ground campfires yeah so you have to have something to lift it up or just you know hope they're not as observant like yeah. i didn't see anybody breaking the rule but um but yeah we, yeah we cooked the first night and then after that we went down to what is known as the plunder dome <laughs> Uh, that's the theater. Uh, to start it off, they had naked Jenga or strip Jenga. I don't know the official term for it. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't seem too concerned about the rules of Jenga. It, it felt more of like an excuse for some exhibitionism. Yeah, and so I think I, we read the rules. Linda and I saw them. Yeah. Um, and if you knock it down, you have to get all the way naked and then restack it. But I think there's also something written on each block that you have to do yeah. if you pull that block out and it doesn't fall. Well, see, the the little bit of time that I saw, like, I didn't see anybody actually playing the game with the, like, yeah. I, it felt like people were just knocking it over and, like, you know, being like, I'm naked. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And a couple people pulled it and then they had to do things. Yeah. And so it, it was kind of a weird, but yeah, they, the, the game was not focused on the Jenga. Yeah. 
But it was, yeah, it, it certainly had a like semi Mad Maxian vibe to it. They had a host who explained the rules yeah. and like, you know, got the crowd worked up and um, everybody was super supportive. Like yeah. it was really nice. Like, you know, didn't matter. You know, everyone was just cheering everybody on and like encouraging. You know. And I don't know if you saw, but they also had some sort of game king on the throne. Oh, no, I missed that. Yeah. And one of the naked people had to go up and sit in his lap or something. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I don't know how the full the full game works but if you're if you're brave you know it's something something to play and if you're less brave they have a bonfire area that's semi-adjacent to that where uh, the drum circle people are hanging out um there were a couple of uh you know unofficial fire dancers people were dancing around the fire we were there a little earlier so i don't think anybody had enough liquid courage to actually jump the fire Fire. yet (laughs) but i was getting the vibe that that was where it was heading where people were going to do like feats of strength and courage Yep. So I think you and Eamon headed back earlier. Oh yeah. We stayed a while. Then did we come back? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I think there was, it, cause it was initially cause we made the cooking fire and we didn't want to leave it unattended. Um, oh, that's right. So you guys went a little early without us. And then Eamon wandered off into the darkness because there were, we thought it was an ambulance or police sirens. Like we heard just like sirens Ooh. like happening. Uh, turns out it was one of the larger, like another pirate clan was showing up and apparently they had a, a road caravan, like, like a parade, like with flags and everything. And (laughs) the front one had like a siren. So I, I was like, you know, I was like, is there a fire? Is somebody hurt? Somebody have a heat stroke, but it was, it was apparently the leader of the pirate caravan coming around. Um, and then, yeah, around the same time you guys came Came back back, and then Eamon wandered back out from the darkness and was like, Hey. Okay, and then we all went yeah. down again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, Linda and I went to the smoke. Like, you can get cigars there, yeah. and it's also a hookah bar. Yeah, you guys ended up doing the hookah bar, and uh, yeah. me and Eamon had cigars. Yeah, and so if you need cigars, they have them there. Also, that's randomly reminded me, you can get cigarettes inside of TRF. Really? Yeah, they have the TRF-specific like information booth ones, mm-hmm. and they have cigarettes there. Are they like branded or? Yeah, they look branded. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. So I saw that. I don't know that I've ever noticed it before, but that's something you can do now. I don't know that I saw anyone smoking actually inside. I don't know if that's allowed or if there's special areas, but. You know, you make good points because I did see like the, they had the the cigar vendors because I didn't see the cigarettes, but I actually, you're right. I, except for the campgrounds, I didn't see anybody actually smoking inside the Renaissance Festival. I'm sure there's special areas like airports, I'd imagine. Yeah. Or you just. Do it away from people and hope you don't get caught or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that that wrapped up, I guess, after um, we came back from the hookah bar, everyone. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we were all, you know, a little tuckered out from the the drive yep. and all that jazz. And you guys were, you know, we're going to get an early morning and get, you know, from open to close. Yeah, so it was bedtime. Um, we woke up the next morning. Uh, I have a Coleman stove, so the easy thing to make is oats oatmeal and <laughs> coffee so that's what we provided for a good chunk of of the group yeah. not everyone wanted it oh no it was great i enjoyed it then you know melted cups and lack of yeah. bowls on my part you know notwithstanding like I, I need to plan better my supplies yeah and then uh everyone you know gotten their their garb except for me because yeah. this was my first time going since i was a kid and i i don't have any pieces or costuming um, and they definitely let you know about it when you get in there. Like yep. you are going to get heckled if you show up like you're a modern day person yeah. for a little bit, which is fine. They're not mean about it. Um, 
But it's definitely something like the next time I go, I'm probably going to have some sort of costuming. Yeah. You know, maybe not something super elaborate, but. I mean, you know, I wear like a white shirt or a green shirt and just the same pants both times. So you don't have to get crazy. Oh, yeah. But you've got that like awesome pouch. I do like have that, the pouch yeah, in the belt. The pouch screams, I'm a rena- Renaissance Fair veteran, like don't make fun of me. And it's, it's <laughs> my favorite because I just put all my stuff in there. Yeah. I have a phone, phone charger, and, you know, sunscreen. And yeah. it's, it's good to go on my pouch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't forget the sunscreen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get in at opening. You know that it's opening because they fire the cannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even then, I mean, the line wasn't too terribly long to get in once no. we did make it in there. Yeah. Um, it's about a 10-minute walk, I'd say, from the family area. If you are closer in the clan areas, you know, you're looking at like three minutes, five minutes. Yeah. So not too far. If you have a heart, you want to camp and you're not good at walking, they actually have golf carts and golf cart pickups that you can get pick up and driven over there. Or I guess if you get really drunk, you could do that too. Hey, have them bring you back would probably be the better choice than going there in the morning. I contemplated it at the end of the day when I was coming back. I was yeah, like, tired, how yeah. do I get a ride on one of those things? Yeah, you just stand at one of those points. And if no one shows up for a while, you give it a, a phone call. Oh. And there's cell phone service generally out there isn't an issue. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, I mean, I've got T or T-Mobile, Same. and it was, you know, I didn't have any issues really. It can get bogged down when there's because there's like fifty thousand to hundred thousand people there in a day. So sometimes there'll be issues, but like I never lost service and didn't have the ability to do anything. It just got slow. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we got there. Uh, since I think everyone bought our tickets online, so it was all QR code. They just scanned them at the at the gate. You can buy physical tickets there if you need to. It's a little more expensive. So if you can get them online, I would recommend it. Yeah, I mean, unless you've got like a thing about collecting commemorative tickets, there isn't a huge deal. Yeah. So. Um, and then we were we were in. Yeah, actually, I mean, half of the fun, like for me, is like experiencing all the costuming and like oh, seeing yeah. like all the stuff. So like the entrance line was intriguing in and of itself because like seeing how like which direction everyone's going and. Um, there was a, a woman in front of us that, you know, had this elaborate leather, like, um, falconer costume with weaponry and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, man, like, I mean, and it's, you see the gamut of like, you know, people who put on just ears, you know, yep. <laughs> uh, to people who have spent clearly hundreds of dollars on their costume. Yeah. Um, if you get them in fair, they are expensive. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, we were in, um, I always recommend that you take a lap around just to see what stores you want to go to, look at the shows and times. I know that you can do that online, even with the TRF app. But uh, that's just kind of my thing is to to wander around once and see, get a feel for everything. Check it out. So we started the day with that. My pro tip is um, there is a map of the entire Renaissance Festival at every bathroom station along the wall. Um, I am embarrassed to admit it took me a couple of hours before it occurred to me to take a picture of that map and use it as a reference. I kept looking for the bathrooms because I was like, if I find the bathroom, I find a map. Yeah. So if you ever get lost, just find one of those and you can figure out pretty relatively easy where to go. And it's much better now, but uh, there's ATMs by the uh, restrooms generally. And that's uh, a lot of the shows work for tips only. They get paid like nothing. So, you know, getting some cash there is an option. They're much better. The restaurants and stores generally take cards now, but in the past, it was like a cash-only kind of thing, so less of an issue nowadays. Also, shout-out to the bathrooms. Like, they are immaculate. Like, yeah. it, they have attendance in there, like, keeping those things pristine. Like, the camping situation, there's, like, porta-potties conveniently located relatively nearby to everything, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're there for a couple of days, 
the the bathrooms are like tip top. Definitely. Uh, what did what did we do after we took our lap around TRF? Um, if I remember, um, I think I mean my immediate memory is grabbing the Scotch egg. Yeah, kind I remember of that was pretty early. Yeah, we had Linda and I had mimosas. Oh, scotch eggs, I think. Was that one of the first things that we did? No, actually, the first thing that we did led to me realizing, like, you had warned me about the food situation there. Yeah. Um, We had looked at all the restaurants, and there was one that sounded intriguing, like the House of Pudding. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And uh, we weren't exactly sure where the House of Pudding was going to be, which was ironic because it was actually one of the first places we stumbled across when we were going down. And it was was innocuous. If you hadn't been, like, looking for the word pudding, you wouldn't have known it. Um, And, you know, no knocking. It was good quality product. um, But when you hear House of Pudding, you expect a a variety of, you know, an assortment of puddings kind of situation. Yeah, or English puddings, possibly. Um, and that was kind of like my first hint that like there were going to be a lot of like repetitive, like food situations. Um, it feels like every area has like certain specialty items you could get, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, like it's just the same general kind of fare, which you had been telling me about, like, and I felt bad because me going into it, like my, my big draw besides like the people watching was like, I'm going to have fair food. Like I'm going to, there's going to be this wide variety of stuff. And there is to a certain extent, some of that. Yeah. But, you know, you have to go looking for, like, the particular things like the scotch eggs or the the puddings at the house of pudding kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you don't really see anybody cooking anything or, like, I'm used to, like, a cultural festival, like the Folklife Festival in San yeah. Antonio where they're actually making, like, you know, the foods there where you can see it. But, yeah, they just have the shoots that they drop, drop out things, of. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that was, that was a little disappointing, but we did enough. I sp- think we spent enough energy trying to find, like, the unique food situations. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's definitely better food than things at like Schlitterbahn or oh, the Texas. So. Yeah, hundred percent. But you're you're getting you know some more generic food. It's not like people are there like this is my culture and this is the great <laughs> food that I make. You know, yeah. that's not one of the aspects that's fully at at a Ren Fair. Yeah, yeah. So we did the House of Pudding. Yeah. Then we did Scotch eggs. Oh man, and mimosas. Yeah, the Scotch eggs. I love those. Like that's I'd I'd go back just for the Scotch eggs alone. And then we ended up. I think. Is that when we went back over to the uh, new pirate section? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I'd been, because I, I wanted to look at the shops and the scrimshaw thing caught my eye over there. I believe like they had a, a bone. Yeah. And uh, we ended up uh, heading over there and I picked up a little bone feather that I proceeded to lose like four hours <laughs> later in the day when I was exhausted and yeah. you know not paying as close attention, but. So we did the we did some shops. You got a bone feather. What did what did we do after that? Um, we did we we did the midday uh um the the jousting thing was the next oh, yeah, major yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, we went to the yeah. We decided I think we were going to do it earlier just so you know we didn't get the midday crowds going yes. on with that. Yep. So we went and saw the jousting, which you know is funny because we they have it separated into areas like you know there's four different riders yep. and you know they've got the german rider the spaniard uh, the french and the english, english i believe yeah. and we were in the spanish section rooting for spain and apparently uh spain is generally the villain in these sort of things i like guess a, so at a, least he was that day yeah he was aggressive arguing with the guy who was running it um it didn't occur to us though that they'd let like germany win because it was Oktoberfest. Yep. yeah it wasn't until afterwards we we're like oh that makes sense you know? yeah so germany won that time 
And then, I don't know, it was more wandering for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys had, like, you know, me and Eamon were, of course, new to it. And you yeah. guys have been doing it before. So, you know, we just saw the sights. Um, mostly trying the foods. Um, we actually, we saw the, I mean, I think one of the earlier shows we saw was the the dude with the the fire whip. Uh, the the. We walked by that guy. Yeah, like Quite three or four times. Time. I feel like we saw his entire show just for some reason. That corner of yeah, the fair is yeah. We just we would go by it all the time, which also turned out to be the stage for the. Uh, they have a like a falconry, yep. you know, birding show. It's one of my favorite shows. Oh man, did, did, did you get a chance to see it at all? I didn't see it, but I've seen it all the other times. Oh man, I felt like the guy was great. Like they were super professional, yeah. but those birds were not having. Yeah, it. they've got personality. It would. Well, <laughs> they all were like, "Nah, I'm not going over there. I don't care if there's a piece of meat. Like I like this perch here. I'm not doing it." Like, yeah. and then like by the time they gave up, the birds like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it now." Like yeah. I just he was like following zero commands, uh-huh. but. You know, it was still entertaining. They put on a good show. Like, you know. They do. Did he have the crow at the end come out? I don't, I didn't see the crow. Okay. So yeah. at the end, they have the crow come out and he will, you can walk up and give it dollars or it will take dollars from you and drop it in the um, tip box. Nice. So yeah. They're they, not doing that anymore. They had a vulture and a, a couple of uh, the the owls. Um, I think the vulture flew into the crowd and like grabbed somebody's turkey leg. Yep, that's what they do. Yeah. And then as I learned, owls are not as smart as everyone thinks they are. Apparently they are trainable, but they're the bottom of the trainable birds as far as those guys go. They've just got good PR. Yeah. Yeah. You always think the wise old owl, but I guess it's not quite that true. Yeah. I, um, my thing too is, um, the, with all the stuff to do and see, like I would definitely take advantage of taking a break at some point in the day. Um, we were there from open to close and like by the end of it, I was getting a little run down you could do like a midday siesta before, like they have a big uh, fireworks and fire show at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I was either showing my age or, you know, too much fair food, but cause by the end of it, I was zonked. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, if you do do the camping, you, you can get your hand stamped and go out and come back in, in the middle of the day, depending on the weather, if you're in an RV, you know, you could go take a nap. Well, when I was heading back before when the, the fireworks show was starting, like they have a last call that is like terribly ominous at the front of the gate. They're oh. like, we're closing the gate. And like the guy at the front was counting down from 10, but not like a nor- like it was a very like 10, nine, like just a warning oh. to the people like you have to be on the other side of this gate before I'm done counting. Otherwise, you were, know, were people hustling or was it? Mostly? I saw some people hustling. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, first day I wasn't expecting it because I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going back. Like, yeah. I, can, I almost wanted to turn around because it sounded so ominous. But I was like, nope, nope. Forward going back to the campsite. Yeah. And then I guess while you guys were doing the uh, birds of prey, is that? Yeah. 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 Linda and I were at the Polish Inn. It was, yeah, I think it was in the Polish section. It was in the Polish section. It's something in, I want, Barbarian, Barbarian, Barbarian Inn. Yeah, it yeah. was the Barbarian Inn. So we watched uh, something with curves in it. I don't remember the exact name. Dangerous Curves? Yes. And I guess it's a humiliation thing where they bring people up and they humiliate you. Oh, man, I feel so much better about having bailed on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, one of Linda's favorite shows is the Bombshell Barbarian. So it's kind of uh, empowering women. And also lots of sexual innuendo. So it's one of her favorite shows. Um, so we stayed for both of those. My favorite part of the opening with that is their adult-oriented shows. And they're really good about specifying like what's family safe and like what might be a little yeah. more colorful. 
and there's big signs that warn and then they have like two people come out who are like emceeing the situation and there was a family with like two kids probably eight to twelve like young enough that you could tell that they were kids and the MC was like, you know, hello, like just a warning, like this is an adult oriented show. And they didn't move. They didn't flinch. And he's like, I'm speaking to the family sitting right yep. there. And the mom's like, they're fine. And he's like, all right, everyone heard it. They're okay with being here. Like, yeah. you know, just to give a warning. And I was like, it was funny because he was very specific. Like, you know, it wasn't like one of those general somebody can complain about. He's like, you, yes, you are you consenting to yep. this happening? And they're like, yeah, we're fine. And he's like, you probably won't be in five minutes, but you agreed to it. So I thought that was nice. Like, I, you know, yeah. they took the time to be like, you know, this is what's going to happen. If you continue to congregate around here, yep. that's on you. Yeah, they're real big on that. I'm sure it has to, it stems from people complaining about it. Like, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be adult. And <laughs> they're like, no, no, they said it in their signs. So now they actively make them agree to it. Yeah. So they're like, well, what do you want from us? We... We said it. You agreed to it. So (laughs) you were thoroughly warned. This is on you. And so I've seen people that, you know, a lot of times they'll be like, no, it's fine. And they definitely leave most of the time after like a few minutes. They're like, oh, no, this is not fine. (laughs) I don't know what fine is. Oh, goodness. As we talked about in our Halloween one, American culture is like violence, totally cool. But if you start talking about sexy stuff, then it's not cool and we have to leave. No inyendo. Yeah, so that's usually what happens. It's they think it's going to be like violence or cuss words, but it's it's sexy stuff, and they're like, "Oh no, we can't mm, do this." No. Yeah, and then after that, we did go over to the um, it's the fire show, and then the fireworks. It's technically two different ones, but they essentially run into each other. Oh, you're actually forgetting one of my favorite. Uh, oh, did we skip something? Um, the uh, the. The woods, the, uh, it, what's the forest? The, oh, yeah. Uh, Enchanted Forest. The Enchanted or? Forest, yeah. That was a nice break for me just because yeah. it seems to be off the beaten path. Like, the crowd in there isn't, like, a huge, like, it, it, it's, it gives you some breathing yeah, room, which it, was especially nice at, like, near the end of the day. It definitely depends. Yeah. So, we, I've been before, and it's just been packed full of people, like, walking through, like, a, a school hallway, like, when the bell rings, like, oh. that busy. So, it was a nice break. Yeah, and there's the amount of seating in there that wasn't being used, and the shade was awesome. And then, speaking of that, we totally just skipped lunch. Yeah. (laughs) We... Oh man, that, I guess lunch was my biggest complaint. Oh really? Uh, well, the oh that's right, because you just did. I I got so the Greek food was fantastic. The Greek yeah. area was nice. Like they had a, a, a dancing show uh, mm-hmm. with belly dancers. Yep. It was fantastic, and there were a lot of options. This could have just been a bum rap. I got a uh, meat stick kind of situation, and the I just got a chewy piece of meat that like it was a kebab, but like it was everything was wrapped together into one congealed, not ideal. um, Probably my least favorite meal portion of it. Um, But I get it because that was one of the few places where you could actually see the food being cooked. Yeah, it was like, you know, there were a lot of options in there. Yeah. So uh, it's a good place. You can see your food cooked. They've got some options. And they have a show. So they have tons of seating. It's one of the, probably the most seating, I'd say, out of like the sections. Maybe yeah. not, but like for the size of it. Because Greek is just kind of this small little loop. Yeah. It's, circle. It almost felt like, yeah, the a food court-esque area, yeah. like, like off the beaten path. And then I guess fast forwarding to dinner because we forgot that <laughs> as well. We found y'all after you did your shows, we did our shows. Yeah. In the Polis section. Yeah. Yeah. Which also had... Uh, 
what you know probably did me in diet wise was uh the uh chocolate dipped uh fried or the cheesecake ah yeah yeah and that was i didn't even get that aim and grab that and i just okay. grabbed a bite of that that was like literally diabetes on a stick yeah. That was um, the first time I've eaten that section. So the dumplings or whatever they're officially called. Uh, pierogies. Yeah, pierogies. Yeah. Was, that was a good experience. Yeah, it's a, a Polish-Czech kind of situation. Yep. Little uh, pockets. They have uh, uh, potato and onion, potato and cheese, and uh, mushroom and cheese, I believe, and options. Then a, then a meat one. They yeah. Said, like the meat. ground beef, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where like if you have special dietary needs, you know, it, it was just a, a nice, pleasant change of pace. They also had... Uh, blood sausage, um, yeah. which didn't look appealing to me at all. But, yeah, I didn't uh, see it. I considered it, though. Yeah, the Pope sitting next to us, one of his friends ordered it. Mm. Um, we had uh, some people share a table that had some very elaborate clergy costumes. Um, and then, yeah, they... I think the the Polish food section had a lot of variety and, like, you know, authentic kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, what else was there near there? That was also the area where we took some table naps. Like, I mean, nothing terribly um, by long. By the chapels? Yeah, by the, the chapels. Gardens, yeah. yeah, we laid down. It was one of those things where, like, you were, if you were by yourself, you'd be worried somebody thought you'd pass out from heat stroke, but there were enough of us yeah. doing it that, it, like, no one was going to be like, oh, clearly eight people have died <laughs> in this corner. Yeah, so then we did all that, and then we went to the fire show. Yeah. And you left before it started, right? I did. I did. I, um, I went to go grab a water because I was just feeling just, like, yeah. run down. And uh, grabbed the water. I came back, and you guys had gotten some seats, and you guys were like hilarious. I laughed when I was walking, and you're like, "We're over here," and I was like, "I see y'all," and they're like, "We're over here." They would not stop until I literally, yeah. and they're like, "Do you see us?" I'm like, "I'm within three feet of y'all." Um, it was yeah. super funny, um, but I wasn't feeling like 110, percent but I didn't want to be a wet blanket about it. Yeah. So I sat down, and I was like, "I'm all right." Like I'd compromised with myself internally, but I hadn't told anybody my plan. I was like, I'm going to watch the fire show, but probably leave before the fireworks <laughs> so I can avoid the the big crowd. Uh, but I got this thousand yard stare and apparently I turned a shade paler than yeah. I, my already normal pale shade. And uh, you were like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, oh, okay. If I look that bad, <laughs> something must be wrong. Um, and then I just, I was worried I wouldn't be able to make it back to the oh. campground without either like puking or passing out. Ooh. Like, so I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna head back, and uh, I did. And that walk, which is reasonable in the morning when you don't feel great, feels I'm like sure. forever. Um, but it was pretty funny. Like I got back to the campground, and I, I I grabbed my camping chair and I sat down and I just like relaxed for a yeah. little bit. But I was laughing. If anybody had walked by, it looked it would have looked like a dead body in a camping <laughs> chair in the middle of an abandoned <laughs> campground. Yeah. So the the fire show itself, um, they. They do fire whips and have other fire props. Um, they set fire to the ground, oh. throw like fire pots and things, and they kind of poof when they hit the ground and make fire. So it's, I think it's a pretty cool experience. Um, and then leading right into that, they just have the fireworks show. So it's a. It sounded pretty robust. Uh, yeah. I couldn't see anything because it was uh, blocked by the tree line from where we were camping, but I heard it. It went on for quite some yeah. time. Like it's I was 10, really surprised. 15 minutes long. Um, there were. Reminiscence of you know going to my small town city park for Fourth of July and watching it, so they put some effort into it. Nice. And then so that ended up, um, they force you, they kind of corral you. Security and police do out one way. So after that, they pretty much kick you out. There's like a handful of shops on the way that are still open. So if you needed to get any last minute trinkets, if you did a day trip, you could. Yeah. And then after that, it was back out to the uh, the campsite. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, where I had recovered valiantly yeah. like about an hour, hour and a half later. I felt kind of bad about that. I mean, I felt great about feeling better, but I don't know if it was just the crowd or needing yeah, some definitely fresh possibly. air. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah, had a nice evening. We went to go check things out again, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did we? I know Jack and Sierra walked down there when oh, they yeah. came back from their showers. And that's while I was doing hot dogs and hamburgers, I yeah. think. I don't know. If that's Eamon, right. You made dinner and then Eamon, I think Eamon called it a relatively early-ish evening. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then that's when we decided, yeah, two days need to shower. Yeah. So <laughs> we took you to get a token for yeah. the shower because Linda and I bought them on the way back because there's that small, small convenience store. So then yeah. we took a shower. Yeah, it's like five, uh, $5 for a five-minute token. Yes. And yeah, hot showers. Yep. And they're worth every penny. And then we came back, and that's when Cheddarback and Jack and Sierra, because they had gone earlier, came wandering <laughs> back. And they were like, yeah, we're here. And Linda was all like, I've got to go to bed. So it was... <laughs> yeah, you were very sad. I remember yeah, you were like... I was like, oh, well, okay. No I, one wants to go back to the Plunder Dome. I want to go see the pirates again. Yeah, and no one did. So it was a fairly early night for everyone again. Yeah. Yeah, I you know we're getting up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I do. I I enjoyed our. We had a casual wager going on because mm-hmm. I had read somewhere that like the most cliche costume uh, at the Ren Fair was the Plague Doctor, and in his esteemed historical opinion, he said fairies were the most. So we had a, a gentleman's bet uh, during lunch to see who could see the most, and I think we mostly got a tie because there weren't very many costumes of any sort in, in the, the Greek, Greek place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we had everyone else looking out for us just to confirm our victories. Um, he chose the wrong weekend because apparently A Thousand and One Nights is the, the yep. fairy-themed weekend. If he had gone with that one, I definitely would have gotten my ass kicked. But it, it added a Where's Waldo element to mm-hmm. like looking at the costume. So you got to appreciate the elaborate ones, but you're also looking for the costume to like increase your tally kind of situation. And yeah, we saw more Plague Doctors than I thought yeah, we were going to see. Yeah, I didn't think see. there'd be that many. I figured the mask would be expensive and people wouldn't pay for them. But yeah, no, despite the heat, a lot of people yeah. committed. Like I can't imagine the amount of like sweaty people, like, you know, just, you know, in dark colors or, yeah. you know, a lot of black. But the the real challenge is who has more pirates or kilts. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> next year because yeah, we we determined pirates versus kilts were the two most common uh, yeah, situations. Definitely. Yeah, you you couldn't throw a rock without hitting somebody. I'm looking forward to seeing if we can find a kilted pirate. Oh the yeah. next time. I mean, we did see a fairy plague doctor, somebody wearing both fairy they wings both. and a plague doctor mask. Oh yeah. Uh, then moving on to the next day, um, you and Amon left. Yeah, after yeah. breakfast. Um, it was one of those situations where it's, you know, wanted to take advantage of, you know, making it back home within a certain yeah. amount of time. Um, so given the two nights, you know, I feel it was necessarily the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we stayed from open to close and didn't take a single break. If you yeah. were more laid back about the first day, I could see, you know, doing the full mm-hmm. or partial of the second day experience. Um, but, you know, I felt like I got the right amount of Ren Fair with the Friday night overnight camping yeah. and all day Saturday at the Ren Fair and then Saturday night camping. So we made it home probably like 12, 31 o'clock. Okay. So. Yeah. So while they were packing up, we did too um, because, you know, we were leaving. So no need to leave all of our stuff out, come back, you know, after how long we were there. Yeah. No, I thought that was a good plan because yeah. this way you don't have to like be exhausted while you're doing it. Yeah. And Jack and Sierra decided to take another night there so they could not have to worry about doing RenFest all day and driving back. So they left Monday morning. 
Oh, were they still going hard at the Renfest when you guys, or did they come back to the campground? No, they were they were still going. So I think they stayed all day. You know, I don't think they went very hard, but they were just in there. And yeah. then they had a relaxing night and morning before they took off. Yeah. And so we got in there. You know, I cooked breakfast again, oats and coffee for yeah. everyone. I don't know if you had some again or you declined at this time. Um, I had brought my own snacks in just like a, like anticipatory. Like I didn't know what the food yeah. situation was going to be. So I ended up having a like a Nutri-Grain bar kind of situation. So uh, also a Dinty more like chicken oh, yeah. and dumplings. So I was <laughs> like, I'm good. Like, And then we went in. Um, it actually rained a little bit while we were in there. Oh. Yeah. So because of that, we went into the other Polish uh bar i don't remember what it's called yeah it looked like they had um it, it seemed to be the most popular drinking establishment yeah, it was. as far as like people just having beers and hanging out and it was big and it had like um what are those row things called like pew seating oh where like there's a bench and a small table in front of you and it's just a ton of those and you just face forward there's like no facing both directions oh um so we watched one show there um one half of iris and Rose, they didn't have their show again. They usually do like dirty limericks and things. Mm. Another, but only only one of them. I want to say it was Rose, and she joined forces with someone else. And did you guys get a chance to see the washing women? We uh, didn't go over there. Ah, uh, yeah, it was Rose and Thorny. So they've got it's a similar show as Irish Irish and Rose, but it's combined. I, I've never seen Thorny before. Is it something they're starting to do? Like, have they disbanded the originals? Or I think so. I don't. I don't know, but I think it's COVID related. Ah, so I don't know exactly what happened. I just know they disbanded for now, or maybe forever. And these other two have come together. And then we stayed for another like drinking singing group, and that, and we ate lunch. So I had the uh, the Polish combination plate with the pierogies and oh, sausage, yeah. and and then after that, Linda and I left. So. Yeah, yeah, no, you guys got home like a couple hours after us, yeah. like, you know, later in the day. Three or four. Yeah. Yeah, so we drove back, and that, that was that was our, our RenFest. Do um, you have any other pro tips for people going first time, or maybe even something like fresh perspective from fresh eyes? Um, I mean, my biggest takeaways, I mean, it might be moot, uh in the future, but you know, most of the stuff's outdoors. So mm -hmm. the crowd, I don't know if you're averse to that sort of thing. They have busier weekends. Uh, pirate weekend is huge. Yep. Um, I hear barbarian horde weekend is huge. If you don't want the crowds picking one of the less popular weekends yeah. is usually the best thing. Uh, but since most of it's outdoors, you don't get that same claustrophobic kind sure. of feeling. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we would always pick our moments of where we were sitting and where we were standing for the most part. Some of the shows are within certain enclosed areas, yeah. uh, given different comfort levels, but, um, I wasn't as worried about it once I got there as I was beforehand yeah. when, you know, like the pre-trip COVID jitters yeah. kind of situation. Um, but yeah, lots of snacks, go with good people. Drink a lot of water. Yeah. I know $4 for a bottle of water is expensive, so they let you bring in your own yeah. um, or just be prepared to buy a $4 bottle yeah. of water every hour and a half or so. Like I just kept hydrating like crazy. And the, the restrooms do have water fountains, so oh, I yeah. kept getting – I brought in a bottle, and I kept filling it up. So that is an option yeah. if you like fountain water. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, don't be – don't be afraid to cook while you're camping. Yep. Uh, that was something that was taking me aback just a little bit because I originally was treating it like, oh, I'm going to a Ren Fair and I just happened to be camping for two days. It turned out like I enjoyed the camping and there just happened to be a Ren Fair there. Yeah. Like I kind of flipped my sides about it because I was like, 
why would I want camp food? There's going to yeah. be all sorts of stuff. And then it made more sense, you know, when afterwards I was like, yeah, cooking one night or having food yeah, available makes it that much better. And it'll help with those costs too, because rune fairs can add up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even end up buying a turkey leg, but yeah, yeah. like the food, <laughs> every time you stop for a meal, you're probably going to drop 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. And then if you camp, you can bring beers and other things into the the camping area you can't take it inside with you but while you're camping you know you you can do that yeah and if you want to make friends i've been told that is a good way to get in with the people who are partying pretty hard um i didn't have any negative experiences um, most of the people there are super friendly you know if you go to certain camps you know you can share booze and stories and just you know keep an open mind and be nice about it that's it for our texas renaissance fair uh, episode. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we also encourage you uh, to subscribe to Wandering into the Woods. And if you want to learn more about our adventures or see the pictures, make sure you follow us uh, on Facebook, Instagram, website, Adventures with BG, the letters B and G. If you could give us a five star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, we'd really appreciate it. It helps us grow. And make sure you stay safe while you wander into the woods. <laughs>